0: Hey, everybody, this is Hunter Howard. I'm the lead pastor of Encounter Church. Here at Encounter Church, our vision is helping people encounter God. And that's what I pray and hope for you today, that you will encounter God through this message. Enjoy. My name is Diana. And my husband and I, we serve as associate pastors here at Encounter Church. So it's my turn to preach. And I'm very excited to share something that the Lord has been telling me. To tell you, I titled my message "Rhythms and Disciplines" because I feel that I needed to give you guys a visual of when we are establishing self uh, rhythms and and disciplines in our lives. Sometimes we miss the point. Sometimes we trip because we're trying to get that momentum, and sometimes we just really mess it up. You know, so I want us to go into. The, what the word says, uh, 1 Corinthians 9, verses 24 and through 27, this is the amplified version. And it says, do you not know that in a race all the runners run their very best to win, but only one receives the prize. Run your race in such a way that you may seize the prize and make it yours, exclamation mark. Now, every athlete who goes into training and competes in the games is disciplined and exercises self-control in all things. They do it to win a crown that withers, but we do it to receive an imperishable crown that cannot wither. Therefore, I do not run without a definite goal. I do not flail around like one beating the air, just shadow boxing. But like a boxer, I strictly discipline my body and make it my slave so that after I have preached the gospel to others, I myself will not somehow be disqualified as unfit for service. So like I said we're going to be looking at what the Bible speaks about rhythms, self-rhythms and self-disciplines. But before that I move into my points, I have three points for you. I, want, I think it's very important that we understand what rhythms is and what disciplines is. So the dictionary says that a rhythm is a strong, regular, repeated pattern of movement or sound. Okay? And I think if there's an example for this, music is one. Salsa music, merengue music, cumbia music, all sorts of musics, right? Um, Now, the definition for discipline is is the quality of being able to behave and work in a controlled way which involves obeying particular rules or standards. In other words, self-discipline. Okay, So a discipline might be, I have the discipline, I'm going to speak about my life, I have the discipline of working out at 4.30 in the morning. So it requires a lot more discipline than desire because I, I don't desire it, but I have the discipline because the goal is longevity. It's not vanity at this point in age, Is longevity. So, you know. So that's an example, right? Can you guys relate to something like that? I guess guess you can. So you're probably here sitting and wondering like, wow, this is a very different message than what I probably have come to church. But it's very important that we understand why rhythms and disciplines are important in our lives. Because that is very key, whether or not you will fulfill, seize the prize like the Bible says of the purpose that the Lord has put in your life. Sometimes we don't seize the prize. Because of our own lack of self-rhythms and self-disciplines. It's not that God is not fulfilling the purpose in your life. It's that you sabotage it because of lack of discipline. So it is very important that we understand what the Bible is saying. What God is speaking to me. Because I believe this morning the Lord will speak to you individually. And will challenge you and will call you to action. Because you know... Um, The harvest is ready, and few are the laborers, and we need to be ready because when when you have a runner that has been training, I I have a, a trainer in my boot camp, and she's about to compete like six weeks from now. I mean, that girl, she is super disciplined, and she instills the discipline in her class, you know, and so when she's ready, when she competes it's game on and so in the spiritual world when God calls you it's time you don't have time to be training no you must been already training okay so that's why it's very important that today we understand why is this important in my life and so I want us to go and we're gonna lay the foundation so point number one is we're laying the foundation point two and three we're gonna build upon it Okay, so number one says invite the Holy Spirit into your rhythms and disciplines. You might be a person that is very disciplined, very organized, has a lot of rhythms. You still have to invite the Holy Spirit for that. Or you might be a person that maybe your life is a little bit chaotic, you know. And so the Lord is saying invite me to that so I can bring order in your life. Okay, so how do we do this? The Bible says in Proverbs, I don't have that that verse in the screen, but I'll read it to you. It says, trust in the Lord with all your heart and lean not on your own understanding, but in all your ways, not in what ways are convenient, in all your ways, acknowledge him and he will make your path straight in all my ways. So every time we're going to do something in our lives, we need to invite the Holy Spirit. So speaking about rhythms and disciplines, how does this look? So I'll give you, like I said, examples. I like to give examples, practical examples, so you can understand this. So in my life, every day, I wake up at 4 in the morning, and I take time to acknowledge the Lord. And I already have an agenda you know, I already have a calendar. I, I know that the night before I know what I need to do the, the following day. But I acknowledge the Lord and I said, Lord, I trust you. Lord, I am acknowledging that you are moving in the middle of my day. I welcome you to interrupt my rhythms, my disciplines. I pray that you examine my day, my decisions, my minutes, and my hours. That you give me wisdom to speak. And when I need to refrain, that I am able to refrain. You know, and, and you might say like, oh, but, but you're organized. It doesn't matter. It's not my day. It's his day. I just steward it well. I, I, I want you to understand this. Your days belong to the Lord. You are a steward of the hours and the minutes and the days. And we need to understand that. So it's very important that I invite him. And I model that to my kids when when I am taking them to school. I say, okay, each one of you guys pray. And it's funny because Lucas is like, okay, mom, a short prayer. A short prayer you know because I tend to to pray and I bring the Holy Spirit down and I you know and they're like mom amen short prayer you know and and so I teach them Lord we acknowledge you today we acknowledge that in decisions that I make that we make wise choices you know and it's interesting how the Holy Spirit will begin to nudge you through your day and tell you, you're spending a lot of time with this person at work and you're not fulfilling that project. Or you're, you're lacking um, a good steward of your time and so that's why you feel so frazzled by the end of the day. Oh, you're going to bed really late because you're scrolling up and down through TikTok. I don't have TikTok, so I'm sorry if I'm messing up how you scroll that thing, you know. Um, so you know, you're, you're scrolling through TikTok for four hours. And you need to wake up early. And so when you get to work, nobody wants to talk to you because you are the evidence of not someone really happy. And then you say you're a Christian. And that's the problem that we have. Nobody wants to work with us because we're snappy. Nobody wants to be in our teams because we lead so bad. Because we lack disciplines and rhythms that affect our way, our like our moods and, and, and everything. You know, so examine your days. The Bible says, teach us, Lord. Teach us, Lord, to examine our days. And so... How does this look? You know, we're, we're laying the foundation. Okay, so we're inviting the Holy Spirit. Maybe this is new for you. But I am. this is an invitation from God to you. Because I'm pretty sure that you love the Lord. But you're probably struggling a lot and you don't know where it is. You can't pinpoint it. But the Holy Spirit, the mighty counselor, the advisor, the everything that knows everything of your life will pinpoint it for you. Will reveal it to you if you give him space. Okay. So as we lay this foundation of inviting him in my day, I have to lay this other building block which is what are my non-negotiables? Okay, do you know what a non negotiable means? It's something that I will not trade in for whatever it is. And in this time of day, there's a lot of earthly tradings for eternal trade outs. And our kids are suffering, our marriages are suffering, our churches are suffering, our businesses, our own lives. Because we're trading lentils, earthly things, for e- we're just trading, you know, the eternal, the blessing for the earthly, for that quick pleasure. And we need to be careful with that. So I lay down what are my non negotiables, okay? So in my life, a non negotiable personal individual in my life is prayer. So prayer looks very different in every stage of my life. When my kids were newborns, it, it doesn't look the same right now, okay? But I never negotiated. It just looked different. And so that's what happens, you know? So in our family, a non-negotiable is working excellently. And what do I mean? Not perfectly, excellently. What do I mean by that is that I work If I said yes to something, and this is hard because I'm teaching my kids this. If you said yes to commit to something, and then in the middle, oh, no, I don't know if I can do this. I've I've had that conversation with with Sophia. I am like, you're going to finish it well, whether you feel like it or not. So in our family, working uh, diligently and working with excellence is very key. So that means that I wake up and I'm excited to go to work regardless of the challenges that I will face, you know, and and I surrender that. Again, I acknowledge the Lord, you know, but I am not going to put my feelings before my excellence in work. I'm going to say that again. Because if we profess to be Christians, if you are a believer and you in your work spend much more time in social media, then you're, hello, you're stealing from your job. Let me just say that. Okay. That is, that is not integrity. Number two. You don't have any stamina to fulfill your job. So then you don't have credibility before your bosses, but then you want to raise. Oh, wow. But then you feel entitled to a, to a higher position. Does, that, it, it, does this make sense? I think it makes sense, right? So it's very important that your feelings, yes, they are real they are valid, you're entitled to have them, but they do not dictate your non-negotiables. They do not dictate my non-negotiables. You can throw, I can throw a fit with the Lord. I've done it before. That's, he's not surprised. Oh, look at Diana. She. No, he, he knows. He knows that I'm coming, you know. <laughs> and he's ready with the word, <laughs> you know. And he's like, come on, you can do this stop whining stop crying do what you need to do and do it well okay so that's the foundation we invite the Holy Spirit we let him nudge us we let him interrupt us we let him speak to us in our day in our hours in our time Uh, another thing that I want to say is like a lot of us have a lot of battles up here we're battling here And so it's very important that we train with the help of the Holy Spirit, that we train our minds to focus. That we train our minds. And what I mean by that is maybe you are doing something and immediately there's this thought, I am not enough. Or do you remember what that friend of yours did to you five years ago, you know? Do you remember what happened at church? Do you remember what happened with your, you know, and you're working or you're doing something. So you need to train yourself and you need to train your thoughts. So what do you do? You, You get a hold of the Holy Spirit. Holy Spirit, I bring captive my thoughts, my mind in this moment to the foot of the cross. And right now I am working. And you might think, this is so, so crazy. No, we need to exercise the authority that it has been given to us. Okay? So we lay the foundation. Okay? Number two, we're building on this foundation. Rhythms and disciplines are not meant to be rigid and burdensome. I wanna tell you a little story how I got to this conclusion. But not that long ago, I was talking to Julian, uh, just a little bit of, of backup. I am very organized. <laughs> Those that know me know that I am very disciplined and I am very organized. Sometimes it works against me, you know, because I tend not to be flexible in my own life. And so the Lord has been teaching me about this. So I was telling the Lord, Am I missing the point? And then I was telling Julian, You know, Am I. Should it be this way? Like, so, like, I was telling him, if I feel that I look at, at, at my calendar and I look at my day and it's like this time to this time and to this time. And, you know, Julian, he's, he's very wise. He didn't say anything. He just listened. And I went to the Holy Spirit. He's a smart man, you know. He's a smart man. Guys, you learn from him. <laughs> and so, um Most of the time, he listens, and then he tells me a lot of things, you know. So I was telling the Lord, am I missing this point? Am I missing you? Why do I feel this way? Why do I feel that the same rhythms that I felt that you were telling me are becoming a burden and are becoming rigid? And the Holy Spirit said, my rhythms are not supposed to be rigid and burdensome. And you have to be flexible, yet consistent. And he said, I want to reveal things to you through your day that you are missing the point because of so much structure. And so I remember sitting with the Lord. I, I like to say, if, if you, let me give you a piece of advice. This world is very scary. And if you do not know how to sit with the Lord, if you have not learned that practice, I highly encourage that you begin to sit with the Lord in silence, if you can. For those moms that have little ones, it might be in the toilet for those (laughs) five minutes, you know, or in the closet. But it's important that we sit with the Lord and we wait. Because sometimes we want microwave answers. And so we need to wait. Okay. So I sat with the Lord and I let him speak to me and tell me where was I missing the things. And he did. He revealed a lot of things. And it was just a matter of tweaking something in my day. And I mean, it wasn't, I mean, I Three days and everything was different, you know? So, like I said, they, things that are rigid and burdensome are not sustainable and cannot be transferred on. Okay? So, I'll give you an example. I'm modeling to my kids that prayer life is foundational. Okay? But, if I would have kept... The same routine as when I was single, and ready to mingle, (laughs) when I was single, if I would have kept that same, you know, discipline of time, then I got married, and then I have a newborn, trust me, that would have never been sustainable. Why? Because a newborn wants to eat every 30 minutes. You know, and there. imagine if, if I had the discipline of waking up at five, but I just spent all the hours of the night feeding that newborn. Do you think I have the mental and emotional capacity to connect with the Lord? I don't. And he understands that. And so that means that I have to be flexible with it. I still have it. The consistency is still there. It just looks different, like I said before, you know. So if I'm, transferring, if I'm transferring that into my children, I need to model rhythms and disciplines that they can see and they're like, wow, this is so life-giving. And that's the problem that we have sometimes with our rhythms that people look at us and it's like, I don't want to be like her. You know, there's a lot of our co-workers, a lot of our family members, a lot of our uh, friends, wherever we are, the, the sphere of influence that we have that do not know Christ, and the only reference that they have is you and I, and the and their life is full of chaos, and the only reference that they have is of an abundant life, and I'm not talking about monetary abundance, I'm talking about the abundant life that God gives us. And so the only reference that they have is you and I. And if we don't get this concept right, I myself have seen a lot of bad examples, unhealthy examples, and I've told myself, I don't want to do that. I don't want to be 40 years in ministry and look like that. Well, that's how our lost friends feel. And so we need to understand this. The spiritual aspect of this, we are transferring things into our kids. We are modeling things into the people that we are reaching out and discipling. And so it's very important that we lead a life that is life-giving. That when people see you, they're like, oh, my gosh, I want that Jesus. I've seen her family. I've seen how she works. I've seen how, how, how she speaks and how she uh, comes to work and, and the projects that she does. I've seen how she teaches. I've seen how she treats her husband. I want a life like her. I've seen her home. This is real. I'm not telling you like fake stuff. It's real. And we lead with authenticity. We're not leading like like fake it till you make it. No. And let me tell you something. People will recognize when you're faking stuff. And so don't fake it till you make it. That is... That is hypocritical, God is not that way, you shouldn't be that way if you say you're a believer and you need to just part ways with living that way if that's the case and we need to lead with authenticity. How does that look? That we are here together and we are not afraid to say like I am working hard on this aspect and I need help. I need help. And you look to other people that know a little bit better than you and can help you. That's why discipleship is important. That's why that we have this idea that, oh, I can do it myself. You know, and, and I speak for myself. I grew up in my family, like women are super independent. Super independent. And all of my family, you know. They're very independent. And independence sometimes comes and bites you back in the sense of, like, you're self-sufficient. And I had that problem. And I had to surrender it. And I'm not saying that women or men cannot be independent. I am saying that you you need to depend on the Holy Spirit, but yet ask for help to other people. Just ask for help. You know the Holy Spirit uses people to help you. They really want to help you. There's godly men and women that have lived this life a lot little longer than you and they want to help you. It's just a matter of saying, hey, how, how, do you, how do you do this? How can I be a better worker? How can I be, you know, a, a, a better uh, disciple? or How can I be, have a better li- uh, discipleship group? It's, it's very simple, guys. It's very simple. And so whatever you do now, whatever you do now, it affects. It has a ripple effect. And remember, you want things that are sustainable. You want things that, that, that look you know that that you can you, you look and say like have you ever had a situation where someone tells you and you, uh, you have to do this and this and this and you're looking at them and looking at the situation and you're like that's impossible I feel so overwhelmed <laughs> have you ever had situations like that where you're like I don't even know where to begin so we have to be able to when we do this that they see us and they say, oh, I can, I can do this. Yeah. I can do that. Yeah. And so flexibility is very key. And consistency. And why consistency is key? So number one, flexibility is key because life happens. How many of you have had said, like, okay, I'm going to establish this in my life, this rhythm, this discipline, and then out of a sudden... A medical news that you were not expected comes up and you just have to change your whole calendar or the loss of a loved one or something your home you're in the middle of a foreclosure and you're shaken and you don't even know how your days look and so life happens And and life is not easy. But when you have consistency in something, in a discipline, in a rhythm, you will see the fruit. And that's what you want. That's what I want. I want to see the fruit. And so in the middle of life happening and life throwing you curveballs, your prayer life or your devotion to the Lord Or that time that you had with your family might look different. It might look like if before you had 30 minutes, now it's only 15 minutes. God is, he knows. And I stand here just to tell you something. Not because I'm a pastor, but I'm also a human being that have gone through a lot of things. And I want to give you permission that it's okay to feel what you feel and that your rhythm right now looks probably a lot different than what it looked like last week. But do you, are you still standing? Do you still do it? Then keep going. And that is the grace of God carrying you. That is the grace of God. Maybe you are pounding yourself and saying like, I'm just going to quit. God doesn't listen to me. I'm going to quit. Don't quit don't quit. He's right by your side. It just looks different. It really does. And God is, God knows. He, 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 he wants, okay, I want you to understand this. God is, um, he longs for you. And when God longs to spend time with us he can speak in 1 minute the same as he can speak in 30 minutes but are you consistent consistently in the presence are you consistently in the holy place are you consistently in worship are you consistently at your job? You know situations right now that the economy is 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 pretty crazy. And I know many of your companies might be doing layoffs. Are you consistent in your integrity? Are you consistent in your excellence? Then you don't have to fear. Because God, if that door closes, God is going to open another one. But are you consistent? Are you consistent in excellence? Are you consistent in not speaking about your boss to other people? Are you consistent in in the manner of how you behave? Are you consistent? Then you do not have to fear. Because if that door happens to close, I hope not, God has another one for you. So that's why it's very important that we understand this. And then my uh, point number three, rhythms and discipline promote growth and freedom. So rhythms and disciplines work like boundary lines. And, and these boundary lines or, or safety rails, they help to keep us focused. If I, I'm, I'm pretty sure the Lord has spoken to you guys Specifically about things uh, that, that you're gonna fulfill projects, he has given you visions, have given you like strategies, things that, that you're gonna do for his glory. And so when we establish rhythms and disciplines in our lives, they function as guardrails to keep us in lane. And to keep us focused so we don't get distracted and not fulfill what the Lord has instructed us. And you know it's funny but the Lord, he gives us, you know, yes, yes, there is a calling for our lives that is bigger than what we imagine. But the Lord is also present today and he speaks to you as what you need to do right now. So some of us is like, oh, yes, my calling to the nations, and that's awesome. But let's go down to present. How does that look today? Because if the Lord, if you are there and you're missing now, there's a big gap (laughs) that you need to reach. Okay? So my now will take me to my... Future. So the little things, the things that nobody will see but only you and God, are the stepping stones for that future. I'll say it again. What I do now is the stepping stone for my future. So that's why it's very important that we are asking and acknowledging the Lord, what are you saying today? Where do you want me to focus now? You know, every, every time my kids, when my kids begin school in August, I usually, towards the end of July, I dedicate a time to fast and pray for that school year. And I ask the Lord, like, for their teachers. I, I don't I don't know where when they're who their teachers are going to be at that time. So I asked for their teachers. I asked the Lord to help me and to help Julian and I steward how that semester is going to look, what things we need to focus. And I I'll, I'll share a story very interesting that happened to to Julian and I when when the kids began school. And Sophia was telling, the Lord had told us already, had told me to really make sure to focus uh, on nurturing the, the prayer, nurturing on coming to church, but more, more like let's nurture that also at home, like worship and all that stuff, you know, a little bit more. And so I remember that Sophia came and she was like, mom, I want to do, uh, she, she was part of the choir in school. And so she's like, I, I want to do the choir. It's called Joyful Voices. And so she's like, I want to do Joyful Voices. And her teacher, she's like, you know, Sophia is very good at that. And so, and so Sophia was like, I want to be part of Joyful Voices. And then Sophie is part of the gifted program too. So, uh, so we had that. And then uh, she loves art. And so all these things are after school, Right. <laughs> And so she's like, and I want to be part of the art class and all that stuff. And I remember, you know, I let her speak and, and I let her, you know, say what she wanted to do. And I remember uh, praying and asking the Lord for wisdom. Because I acknowledge that she's really good in art. And I acknowledge that she's really good in music. And the gifted program is just part, that, something that she does, you know. So uh, I was asking the Lord, if, I, if what should we do with this, you know? Because I didn't want to quench her spirit. I didn't want to, I, I really wanted to be wise. And so I was praying and asking the Lord for wisdom and asking the Lord to, to tell me exactly what to do. I don't know if you've ever felt that. Like, just tell me now what I need to do, you know? And the Holy Spirit reminded me about the focus for this semester. And so that worked as a guardrail. And so, uh, you know, I, I had a conversation with Sophia and I said, Sophie, you know, I know that you love art. I know that you love music, but you're also part of this gifted program that will require a lot of you, you know, a lot of your thinking skills, a lot of your energy. Besides your work in school. And so I said, I think it's very key that you understand that even though you love those things, that you also want to be excellent. Remember what I told you about our home, that we have a non-negotiable, which is working excellently? So that is a guardrail for our family, you know? So I said, it's very important that you understand that, yes, you, you can do all these things, but will you be excellent in all of them? And I know she's 10, but she's smart, you know. And she thought about I said, I'll, I'll give you a couple, you know, I let her. I know that she speaks to the Lord, too. And so she's like, you know what, Mom, I'm not going to do. I love art and I love music, but I think I'm just going to keep the, just, I'm just going to focus on making sure with my gifted program and I'm going to make sure that I do my homework well and everything. And I said, I think that's a wise decision. I think that's a wise decision. So that's what we did. And I remember, you know, uh, telling her how important it is that we come to church on Wednesday and we engage, you know. And so I I said, Sophia, I don't want you to go to church On Sunday or Wednesday, being exhausted to the point that you are not connecting to your class that is teaching Mr. Will is teaching, that you're not connecting to the worship. So I think it's better if we focus on two things and we do them well, and then next semester we can revisit if we can do art. And we can see if your capacity has enlarged. And she understood that, you know. And I'm thankful for the Holy Spirit because actually with the gifted program and her homework and where her capacity is right now. And my capacity of picking up three days in a row for <laughs> after school, that would have been crazy, you know. But God is so good. He's so good. So those, those kinds of rhythms and those kinds of discipline promote growth. Why? Because I'm giving margin, In this uh, specific case, I'm giving margin to Sophia that she can grow and she can examine and say, like, oh, I can take a little bit more next semester. And so it functions as a guardrail and as a filter. And the problem with many of us right now is that we're saying yes to everything. And you know what? Those things are not even bad. I'm saying yes to all these things. But, there's a but there. Are you giving fruit in all those things? Are you being effective in all those things? Is that what the Lord told you to focus on? And I know this is clicking in your brains just because I see you nodding. But I want you to understand this because... I believe the Lord works in our lives in seasons and stages to teach us something. To teach us order. He is a God of order. He is a God that he's not rigid, he's flexible, yet he's consistent in nature. And so he wants you to fulfill what he called you. And it's very important that we understand this and that we, we begin to establish these uh, this rhythms and these disciplines that promote freedom. Why do they promote freedom? Because when I have a margin and a space, I can move from here to there with freedom, yet inviting the Holy Spirit to tell me what is he doing and I'm easily moving with him. When you don't have margin, when you don't have space, you're constricted. And when he calls you to do something, you're like, I'm done. I want to break from serving the Lord because I'm just breaking and burnout. You led yourself into burnout. Not God. You and I lead ourselves into burnout. Burnout. God never intended for you to serve him and burn out. Your lamp and my lamp burns out because of the lack of presence and inviting the Holy Spirit. And we go back to that foundation. Did we invite the Holy Spirit? No, you didn't. You did what you thought it was wise to do and you said yes to that. Okay, well, God has give you gives you free will but why God why God why are my kids acting out why am I so frazzled you know examine your days and you will know why you are frazzled some of us have no margin really really guys I've talked to people that when they tell me everything that they do, I'm like, I am so tired of listening. How do you even do this, you know? And let me tell you another thing that's very important. God is individual. And because God is individual, your capacity is not the same as mine. And because we see this... this. Profiles and Instagram and TikTok and Facebook of this amazing people, godly people, great entrepreneur, uh, everything that have their life organized. We're like, I'm gonna adopt that rhythm and that discipline. Well, it's not gonna work for you because you don't have that life because that's not your calling. So you're here frustrated. Oh, the Lord is not speaking to me. Oh, the Lord is not moving in my life. Oh, boo-hoo. Well, first of all, you're trying to put things that do not belong to you. Did you ask the Holy Spirit? Are you asking him, how should my day look you know we should be to the point that we are able to know what we did. You might think this is crazy, but it's, it can be attainable. You should be able to know what you did at that time with quickness. Oh, no, that's a lot. Well, when we have good steward, when we steward our time well, we are able to do, to do that. And so you're, you're thinking here, oh, my gosh, I have a lot of work to do. It's okay. I was there too. And let me tell you what, every one of us is a work in progress. But we go back to consistency. Are you there? Are you in the presence of God? God doesn't speak to me. Yes, he does. You just don't have time to let him speak to you. You don't give him time because maybe you spend a lot of time in that little thing that you have, the phone. You know, many of us should probably have schedules in our phone. I actually, I'm going to let you in in a secret. I actually don't like to check my Facebook or Instagram before a certain time. Oh, that's a lot. Well, there's a lot of things out there that I don't need to be seeing. So, and another secret I'm going to let you in to this is that you might be thinking, so when do I give room for spontaneous things to happen? You know? And I can say, I can raise my hand. I am the first one that I have a hard time with being spontaneous because of that structure. But, but, I'll, I'll, you know, I'll tell you this secret. So, Saturdays is our family day. And Saturdays, we live a very undisciplined life. What do I mean by that? There's no alarm clocks that go on. If we feel like it, we shower and we go out. If we don't feel like it, we stay home and we are couch potatoes. You know? And we eat whatever we want. We eat ice cream. You know, Lucas, he wanted to eat a full package of like this really good cookies, and I let him have it yesterday, you know, like since the morning. It's okay. Nothing is going to happen. So I give room to that undisciplined life, per se. And that's sort of once in a while is good. So Saturdays, we don't even make our bed. Because Julian knows... (laughs) That we are not leaving the house without making our bed, you know. We don't make our, we don't even empty the dishwasher. We don't, we just enjoy that free time. But I could not lead a life like that from Monday to Sunday, you know. So that's why we need rhythms and we need disciplines, okay. I want to, as I close, I want to show you. Kind of a visual of what the Lord has in store for us when we establish rhythms and and disciplines in our lives. Psalms 16, 5 through 8, this is the Amplified Version. I want you to pay attention to a couple of words here. The Lord is the portion of my inheritance. Portion. My cup is all I need. Cup. You support my lot, lot. the boundary lines of the land have fallen for me in pleasant places. Indeed, my heritage is beautiful to me. Heritage. I will bless the Lord who has counseled me. Indeed, my heart and mind instructs me in the night. I have said the Lord continually. Before me as my guide, you know, that's what it means. Because he is at my right hand, I will not be shaken. That is what the Lord has for you and I. When we establish rhythms and self-disciplines, when we acknowledge the Holy Spirit in our day, When we acknowledge him and ask him to help us not to have these rhythms and these disciplines that are rigid, yet sustainable, yet life-giving, yet full of growth. This is what we have in store. So if you notice, the first word was portion. A portion is something small. And so when we are establishing our rhythms and disciplines, we begin small and that small yes to welcoming him and setting those those rhythms and disciplines lead us to a bigger capacity which is the cup which lead us to a bigger capacity which is a lot and then those same rhythms and disciplines are the boundary lines that have fallen into what places pleasant places that is growth, and that is freedom. And then that lot becomes your inheritance. That means that you have sustained this discipline and this rhythm that, that uh, promoted growth. And it's transferable from generation to generation. That's what happened when God was telling Israel that they will meditate in my word day and night. And that they will put the word in their hearts so they will not forget from generation to generation. And then you set the Lord continually before you. Continually. He's in front of you. You're letting him guide you. Interrupt your agenda with divine moments. As uncomfortable as you are with spontaneous things, you let him guide you. And then he's at your right hand because he's taking you with him. And that will lead you to a life that will not be shaken. I want us to take a moment, if we all could stand up. This is a moment of, of reverence and, you know, we love the Lord, we, we reverence His presence. I'm not sure how the Lord is speaking to you right now, how, what, what call to action He is telling you. But maybe you are here And you really have examined your your life and you're falling short. Maybe you are falling short because Jesus is not the Lord of your life. So I want to give an opportunity for that. Maybe it's falling short because you have been distracted with other things. And it's been almost nine months into the year. And all of those projects that you had in mind... Are not yet begun because of distractions and lack of disciplines and self-control and and rhythms. And because we lay this foundation of inviting the Holy Spirit, I want to take a moment. We're gonna go into ministry time, and I want us to invite the Holy Spirit. I want us to close our eyes. And I want us to begin to to say this. Holy Spirit, I invite you. Thank you, Holy Spirit, because you are shining a light in places and areas of my life that need your intervention. Holy Spirit, I invite you first of all to be the Lord of my life like I said if you're here and Jesus is not the Lord of your life Holy Spirit I invite you to be the Lord of my life because that is your biggest foundation Holy Spirit I surrender my life to you this morning. I want you to come into my heart, Jesus. I know you are the Christ, that you died for my sins, and that you resurrected so I could have life eternally with you. Forgive me for my sins. I acknowledge you today and I trust in you, Lord. And I don't want to lean on my own understanding. Please make my path straight this morning. Maybe you are here, and and this word was very precise for you. Keep inviting the Holy Spirit. Holy Spirit, invite me. I invite you. Holy Spirit, speak to me specifically, instruct me where I need to do these changes. Holy Spirit, I want to acknowledge you in my days. Teach me how to count my days. How to steward your time, Lord. Holy Spirit, help me. Holy Spirit, speak to me. We are waiting on the Lord. We are waiting on the Lord. I'm not going to rush this because we are waiting on the Lord. Holy Spirit, speak to me. I'm falling short, Lord, and I'm missing the mark, and I need your intervention in my days, in my hours, in my life, in my rhythms. I lack rhythms, Lord, and I lack disciplines, Lord. I'm lacking self-control, and my family is, is reaping havoc of it. I'm here asking for help because I want to fulfill everything that you have called me to fulfill today and tomorrow and next year and in 20 years. Holy Spirit, I welcome you and I surrender my self-sufficiency i surrender lord i need help holy spirit holy spirit thank you thank you so much for tuning in today i really believe god spoke to you through his word today and is moving in your life If you'd like more information about Encounter Church or you'd like to give your tithes and offerings, you can visit our website at EncounterChurchAtlanta.org. I'd also like to invite you to share this message on social media. Thanks again.